Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Father's changing it up on me because I said I was going to give you seven things for advancement. I feel I just got to lean into this one at the moment, which was the seventh one. I might mention the other six, I might not. We'll just see what Father does. Is this cool? Of course it's cool. I've got the microphone. But um, I think Father really wants to get our attention in the body of Christ that He's the one that does the supernatural, not us. I think Father really wants to get our attention afresh that He's the one that saves people, not us. He's the one that heals people, not us. He's the one that changes lives, not us. That should be good news for some of you because it takes a bit of pressure off. God's been speaking to me over recent times about spiritual paradox and a paradox is two things that seem to be opposite because we live in a time where it's, it's either this or that and there's paradoxes in God that is it's, it's both fully, perfectly and this is the nature of God. And let me tell you, the the seventh thing I was going to say tonight, let's just start there and see what happens. Is that cool? This This is a method of advancement, kingdom advancement. Here it is. Be still and see the salvation of our God. There's a paradox right there. Come on, if we're going to see the salvation of our God, if we're going to see the advancing of the kingdom of God, if we're going to see cities transformed and changed, if we're going to see God come and rock up in our workplace, if we're going to see people healed, if we're going to see people delivered, then surely, come on, it's all about what we can do. And God says, be still and see the salvation of our God. Let me just give you a couple of scriptures and then lean into a few things and we'll just see where Father leads us. But you know where... God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, symbolizing slavery. And in fact, he says in Exodus 20 verse 2, I'm the God, your God who brought you out of slavery. He brought them out there. The Egyptians started chasing them. And you find Moses and the children of Israel at the Red Sea, an impossible situation. Obviously, the enemy is going to catch up. The enemy is going to overtake us. And listen to what it says in Exodus chapter 14. Verse 13 and 14, Exodus 14, 13 and 14. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. How many people know that sometimes the instructions you get from God or other spiritual people in times when the enemies against you is perfectly unhelpful? It's like when God said to Joshua, uh, do not be afraid. It's like, really, is that the best you've got? But listen and lean in. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today. Come on, I got to prophesy into some of your spirits right now. What is your Egyptian? Because we've got Egyptians in our lives, don't we? I'm not talking about natural Egyptians. I'm not talking about people from Egypt. I'm talking about, you know, those giants, those things chasing you down. Anyone got them? Because life just bliss for all of us. Come on, we've got those things. I need to declare in the spirit realm here today, the Egyptians that you see today, you will never see again. Does anyone want to grab that as a promise from God? 
Come on, well, we, 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 some things just take time and, and a step by step, but I believe God wants to do some things in the spirit realm and we need to invite Him in. But listen to what it says. This is Moses talking to the people uh, of, the, of Israel. This is when the enemy is right there. There's nowhere to go. He says, the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. The second time He said that, you need only be still. You need only be still. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, there's a king called Jehoshaphat. And it says in verse 1 of Second Chronicles 20, that after this the Moabites and the Amorites and some of the Muronites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat and Again, in your life, maybe you feel like the enemy is coming to wage war against you. And some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom. From the other side of the Dead Sea, it is already, uh, it is already in that place, Tamar, that is in Gedi. In verse 3, alarmed Jehoshaphat, resolved to inquire of the Lord. What would happen if our starting place when the enemy came against us is we inquired of the Lord? Inquired of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. Verse 4, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. What did David say? Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Indeed, they have come from every town in Judah to seek Him. And in verse 12, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 12, it says, Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. Isn't that how we feel at times? We have no power to face this army that is against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I wonder if this is part of the key to walking forward is that we lift our eyes from the enemy to our God. It's not a denial of the enemy, but it's an acknowledgement of our God. He says, but our eyes are on you. And in verse 15, the prophet said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. People here tonight, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army. For the battle is not yours, but it is God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. Listen, listen, listen. March down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz. And when you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeril, you will not have to fight this battle take up your positions stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you Judah and Jerusalem do not be afraid do not be discouraged go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you be still and see the salvation of your God I want to talk to you just for a few moments here, at least to start. 
And that is that rest is more spiritual than you realise. We want kingdom advancement. And sometimes our focus is on geeing ourselves up so much and come on, stirring ourselves up so much, almost like, almost like the advancement of the kingdom is actually relying upon us, not the king. And, and I, wanna, I wanna take you on a little bit of a journey of what Father was just downloading to me. And I, and I pray you just get something from this here tonight. In Matthew 11, verse 12, it says that the heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Anyone heard that scripture? And there's a lot of different people say different things about that. But one of the, one of the languages is heaven suffers violence um, and the violent take it by force. One of it is about the, that, that the kingdom of God is forcibly advancing. Anyone heard that? In this, that the kingdom of God is forcibly advancing, forcibly advancing. And then God took me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Please, please, please get ready for the Holy Spirit to really speak to you right now in this moment. God wants to take some pressure off you. Is that okay? Is that okay? Because some of us think this forcefully advancing is more striving, more pushing, more come on, come on, come on. Watch this. The kingdom of heaven, the advancement of the kingdom in our life and through the life of this church, there is a forceful advancing that needs to take place. But you, we're talking about the kingdom here. But then in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, Jesus said, this is how you pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Is that what it says? On earth as in heaven. And this is what? The Lord dropped in my spirit. And when I say it, you might not get it, but go with me. Rest is the state of heaven. The culture, the state, the atmosphere of heaven is rest. There is no panic. There is no rush. There is no wars. There is no fear. There is no comparison. There is no striving. There is no franticness in heaven. Go with me here, go with me here. When Jesus was on the cross after He accomplished and did all that His Father sent Him to do, He hung on the cross and He says, It is finished. The enemy has been defeated. Come on, my friends. And then we read in Ephesians chapter 1, reading from verse 18 onwards, it says that God, that the power that in us is the same power that God Almighty exerted when He raised Jesus from the dead and He seated Him in heavenly places on a throne, speaking about royal authority, and He placed everything under Jesus' feet. And as I said this morning, that is a picture in the Old Testament when the king, when the kings of Israel defeated the enemy king they made them lie down on the ground and when they had defeated them they put their foot on the head of the king and that was a sign that you have been defeated we have won and it says that God placed all things under Jesus feet it is finished it is done and the Bible says he did it all for us the church so we no longer fight for that victory but as you've heard it from that place of victory say so he is now seated in heavenly places. The culture of heaven's enemy has been defeated. 
completely. There is no franticness, there is no rush, there is no striving, there is no, oh, we're running out of time. There is a settled calm, a peace and a rest in heaven. The culture of heaven is rest. Stay with me for a little bit. Psalm chapter 46, verse 10, a very well-known scripture, which has got two parts, and we normally quote one part. (sighs) Come on, be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the nations. I will be exalted in the earth, says the God of heaven. Let me tell you what Father's saying to you and I right now. Our part, be still. And in that place of stillness, God says, I'm going to reveal more of who I am and what I like. And the result of that is you're going to be captivated, transformed by that. And the result of that is kingdom advancement. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. We want kingdom advancement. Kingdom advancement is God being exalted in Hamilton and in New Zealand and in the nations of the earth that when people encounter us, they encounter the living God. But it's not going to be by us geeing ourselves up more and striving more and laboring more and putting more burdens of perfection upon ourselves. It's be still and know me. You want to advance in the kingdom? Learn to be still and sit in God's presence. This is what Father said to me. Matthew eleven twelve, that this kingdom is forcibly advancing. But God said, pray that the kingdom comes on earth as in heaven. And this is what God said, and this touched my heart, and I pray it touches your heart. God said this forcibly advancing, this forcibly taking hold of that God wants us to is not forcibly taking hold of something naturally that if we want to see God's kingdom come, we need to forcibly take hold of rest. Come on, I just got to let that sink in. See, we think it's about forcibly, it's just, uh, no, no. I think that there's a real call upon us right now to forcibly take hold of rest. What do I mean by that? It sounds like the wrong language. I mean, you're not going to, someone's not going to come and just hand it to you, are they? Your work, your job, your relationships, your life, you're not just going to be handed endless amounts of time to rest. Makes me, again, we think about our God in heaven. Is He inactive? Is He doing nothing? No, it's a state of being. It's, this, it's, this, it's this, this rest that God invites us into. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4. And again, please let the Word of God speak to you. Hebrews 4 verse 1. Therefore, since the promise of entering His rest still stands. Aren't you glad to hear that? Come on, some of you, please lean in and listen to this. Since the promise of entering His rest, I need us to understand rest is not what we do, it's something God gives. Didn't Jesus say in Matthew 11, uh, 11 verse 28, come to me if you're weary, if you're burdened, I will give you rest for your souls. 
Rest is not just relaxation from work, it's resting in God. It's resting in the finished work of what He has done. And it says, therefore, since the promise of entering His rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. I don't know if you just heard that. There is a rest, His rest that still stands today, my friends. And Paul encourages us all, make sure you don't fall short of that. Sometimes when we think about falling short, we think about just make sure you don't do the bad stuff. Paul is saying, you know, that's almost like a given. But right now in our our lives and the body of Christ, the thing that I think we're falling short of the most is not that we're just not doing the bad stuff or we're not doing enough of the good stuff, that we're actually not entering into His rest that is available for us. Because there's such a pressure and expectation on us to change the world. Can I encourage you? Jesus changes the world. Can I encourage you that the Bible says that His Spirit leads people into all truth? Not me, not you. Some of us are so desperate to see people saved that we are just pushing uphill to get them saved. And God says, no, no, my kindness will lead them there. Enter into my rest. Enter into my rest. Verse 9. Hebrews 4 says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. That's not just a day of rest. This is a state of rest. Everyone say state of rest. State of rest. In verse 11, listen to this. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. Did you hear what the Bible says? See, we we apply make every effort to make every effort to make sure you read your Bible every day. Make sure you make the effort to pray every day. Make sure you make the effort to not do those bad things and make sure you make the effort. The Bible says here, make sure you make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Can I take you back to the prophetic picture God gave me in worship? Sitting on the throne beside Jesus. I think that's a real word for us, eh? Hey? A place of it is finished. The rest, don't equate rest with inactivity. Equate rest as God declares it to be a, a rest is in Him. It's a settledness in Him. It's a dependence upon Him. My heart is so full right now with God for you. And I pray you hear it. I'm so not here to lay a burden upon you. I think for all of us, Father just wants to say, can I lift that off you? Can I lift that off you? You don't have to change the world. I'll do that. And I'd like you to be a part of it with me. But I, I want to do it from this place of you sitting with me where it is finished. I've done it. And then when I show you what I'm doing and where I want you to be involved, come and do it from my place of rest, knowing that I'm the one that changes people's lives. A statement God said to me some months ago, and I can't get away from it. Father keeps on bringing me back to it, is this. We must not allow 
let me get it accurate. If we are going to finish well, we must not allow momentum to carry us beyond Father's grace zone. If we're going to finish well, we must not allow momentum to carry us beyond Father's grace zone. There is a wonderful invitation to every person tonight to be still and know that He is God. The result is He will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. I think that the things that God wants to commission us to do, empower us to do, send us to do, are received best from a place of rest, not from a place of striving. Elijah, when he fled, when he encountered God, he was recommissioned when he heard the whisper of God. And I felt God say to me, and I want to say to you and encourage you that you can't hear a whisper over lots of clutter. If you're in a crowded room, if we're all talking at once and you're on the other side and someone whispers, you're not going to hear it. And so it was with Elijah and so it is with us. Stillness empowers you to hear the whispers of God. I don't want to be busy. I want to be fruitful. Anybody else? It's not about being busy. It's about being fruitful and fruit is connected to our obedience and obedience is empowered by hearing. You can't obey what you haven't heard. And there's a call upon us to say, come away, be still, sit, listen, receive from me, says the Lord. I believe if we talk about advancement, that hearing God speak is the greatest thing that we need for kingdom advancement. In a settled, peaceful calm. I mean, the Sabbath rest is now in Christ. Is that correct? It's in Him. You go back to the original, the initial, when God had the first, the Sabbath day. Listen to the language. He says, He created the Sabbath the seventh day, the the day of rest, the Sabbath, and He says, and He made it holy. Wow. Resting in God, being in that state of I just felt Father just show me the picture. You know when Jesus was in the boat and they and the disciples in the boat and you know they were going across the lake and the storm came out. And remember when he was sleeping and they were getting upset because we're going to drown and he rebuked them. I'm thinking give them a break. Anybody else? But this is all about the sense that Father told us to go to the other side. Therefore, we can't die here. I can be at peace and at rest because I've heard the whisper and the commission of God. I don't want to be running around wearing myself out. Anyone else? Father says, be still. Be still. 
know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I feel to speak to the younger people, not saying there's none over here, but just Don't miss this holy moment, everybody. Don't rush on, don't say, oh, okay, that's nice, you just talked about that, move on. I know that I know that I know that God is saying, I need to shift a perspective in many of our lives. And I'm begging you young people, from a young age, don't be all about just achievement and what you're going to do and how you're going to, the career you're going to have and how you're going to change the world. Be young people even at this age. They say, I want to be one that actually learns to find my rest in God and be still before Him and hear what He wants me to do. I know that I know that I know there's some people sitting here listening to the sound of my voice right now that God is going to whisper some things to you that He's not going to whisper to anybody else because it's a holy commission for you but you're not going to hear it in the busyness and the clutter and the running. I beg you, just have time where you sit and listen and say, Father, speak to me and listen. And you know the beauty of it is not just that He's going to speak to you and tell you what to do. He's just going to reveal who He is to you. We don't be still in God's presence just to hear a commission, but to encounter Him. I wonder if we've lost the, oh, the privilege and the joy that Father has in how but delight in me as I delight in you. God wants to bring some delight back to our hearts and our lives that is found only in His presence. Sitting with Him and walking with Him. Oh, is the delight of his heart above and beyond working for him and accomplishing something for him. In fact, Jesus brought us examples and he, and he told us that people say in the, in the last days, people say, hang on, we did all these wonderful things for you. We cast out demons and healed the sick. We did all these things for you. And he says, but I didn't know you. God wants us to be people that sit with him and enjoy him. We've made it so much about doing for Him. God says, I want you to sit and be with me. This is a simple thing tonight, isn't it? But some of you in this room, I feel by the Spirit, something's going to shift in your world tonight. If you say, this week I'm going to carry out some time just to sit with Father and listen. I think Father wants some of you to have some time with Him this week where you put your shopping list called prayers away. Did you hear me? Just leave that in the other room. He knows what you've asked for before you ask. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that, but hear what I am saying. Sometimes our prayers are consist of just what we're asking Him to do rather than just, God, I want to know You. What's on your heart right now? What's on your heart right now? Let me speak prophetically right now to activate church as we look ahead to 2030. If you're visiting for you, all of us individually. I want to get to 2030, as I said this morning, celebrating with you guys. But I want, to celebrate, I want us celebrating the testimonies of the completion of what Father has authored. And He says, I'm going to speak some of it in the quiet and in the whispers, not in the business and the clutter.
Thank you, Father. I wonder if we can just close our eyes in the moment. Praise God. Some of you really wanted to hear the seven methods of advancement. Sign up to my daily devotion. I might put them on there. But right now, Father's heart is be still and know that I am God. Thank you, Father. Jesus said, come to me if you're weary and burdened. I'll give you rest for your souls. Take my yoke. In other words, be connected to me. And learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And I will give you rest for your souls. If you need that rest from God, that deep rest right now, just receive right now. I'm asking for a supernatural impartation. Father, bring rest right now. Bring peace right now. Father, bring the it is finished state of the kingdom to every person sitting here that needs a touch from you right now in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.